Introduction For years, it has been on my heart to write a book on the real Christ. The Christ of actual historical fact as distinguished from the Christ of man's dreams and fancies and imaginings. I have spent many hours in the famous picture galleries of Europe, studying the paintings of the Christ by the so-called masters, and I've always been disappointed and often indignant at the gross misrepresentations of the face of Jesus Christ as they presented it. One night, in a world-famous center of culture and art in the old world, a man called to see me. As he entered the room and I glanced at his face, I felt confident that his face was the model of many of these supposed portraits of our Lord. With his opening sentence, he confirmed my suspicion. And why had he come to see me? because he was the slave of sin in one of its most disgusting forms, and he came to discover if there was any way of deliverance. And the face of this moral degenerate was taken as a model by those who would portray the countenance of the perfect man. The representations of Christ by many poets, essayists, and preachers, while not so grossly false, nevertheless are not satisfying. They no more present the real Christ than Edwin Arnold's The Light of Asia presented the real Buddha. But there is a perfect portrayal of the real Christ, the Christ of God's own appointment, the Christ of actual fact, in all his many-sided and complete perfection, beauty, and glory. That portrait is in God's own word, the Bible. It is found in the preview of the coming Christ given to the Old Testament prophets, and in the histories of the Christ as he actually moved among men that the four evangelists in the New Testament were inspired by God to write. We also see it in the explanation of the picture that the apostles who wrote the epistles were enlightened by the Holy Spirit to give. Over that marvelous picture I have pored for many days and weeks and months and years, and my wonder has grown as I have studied it. I attempted a number of years ago to give a series of addresses on the real Christ at a Bible conference. Not a few testified of being blessed, but I was not satisfied. I studied on and prayed that I might see him and tell of him as he actually was. At last, I decided to attempt by the Holy Spirit's enabling to interpret God's own picture of the Christ of his own appointment and share it with my own people and then put the interpretation into book form for wider circulation. My wife is somewhat responsible for the decision. She delights not only in an instructive rather than a merely persuasive ministry, but also in a ministry that is coherent, orderly, progressive, systematic, symmetrical, and complete in its teaching. So she said to me one day last October as we were crossing the Pacific Ocean to America from China, what series of sermons are you going to preach on next winter? I do not know. Well, you are going to preach a series of some kind, are you not? I suppose so. Well, about what? She was insistent, and there was no escape. Perhaps about the real Christ. I think that would be a good subject. I prayed, and a higher authority confirmed. Preach on the real Christ. And I did. I have never enjoyed preaching any other phase of God's truth as much as I have in presenting this. 
Sometimes I could hardly go on with my dictation as I have perceived his wondrous beauty. And repeatedly, as I have spoken to the people and I have seen the Lord, a strange, glad awe has fallen upon speaker and hearers alike. And the crowds have grown. Many have been blessed, and great changes have taken place in the preacher and in the hearers. May God bless the reading of these studies as he has the preaching and hearing of them.